We continue our off-season look at the LA Kings by focusing on the biggest surprise from this past season, goalie Phoenix Copley. Will he be the number one goalie for the Kings again this season? That's next in this episode of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you are enjoying this content. My name is Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for 30 years. Coming up on today's show, we're going to Continue our countdown to the 2023 NHL draft by looking at recent LA Kings draft pick forward Jack Hughes. We've got some heartwarming news from an ugly incident at a Kings playoff game this past season and more. But we begin with maybe the most unlikely story in the NHL this season, at least from an individual perspective. And that was the rise of Phoenix Copley to become the LA Kings number one goalie. After Jonathan Quick and Cal Peterson were Mostly ineffective this past season, and with the Kings needing some stability in net, the Kings made the unlikely decision to turn to goaltender Phoenix Copley. Remember, they placed Cal Peterson on waivers, sent him to the AHL, and Phoenix Copley came up to join the Kings, a career minor leaguer with limited NHL experience. Now, at the time, the Kings were 13-10-4 before turning to Phoenix Copley, made his first start for LA on December 6th against Ottawa, with the Kings posting a 5-2 victory. He went on to start 37 of the next 52 games for the Kings, posting an outstanding 24-6-3 record for the third-best winning percentage in the NHL at 649, uh, serving, uh, or I should say saving, the Kings season and helping them to finish third in the Pacific Division and make the playoffs. His goals against average was good, 2.64, ranked 13th in the NHL. His save percentage was good enough at 9.03, ranked 25th in the NHL. But there was no question, despite the numbers, that Phoenix Copley improved the Kings with the stability in net that they desperately needed. Uh, but no question, it was still very unexpected. The 31-year-old came into the season with a total of 31 career NHL games, spanned over parts of four seasons with the Blues and Capitals, after going undrafted out of Michigan Tech this season with the Kings, he set career highs in games played with 37, wins with 24, and with a save percentage of 903. While his NHL experience before the season was limited, he had a lot of professional experience at the AHL level. In parts of nine seasons in the American Hockey League, Phoenix Copley amassed 233 games started and 124 wins. Now, usually at this point of the show, when we've done some of these player evaluations, we would hear from the player themselves, me telling you uh, what they had to say in their exit interview. But Phoenix Copley was not a part of the Kings exit interviews this year. Uh, apparently, um, well, Jonas Corposalo was, so I'm not sure why Phoenix Copley wasn't included. Um, I know that it was the day after the season had ended in game six in the playoff loss. Uh, to the Oilers, and some of the questions obviously did focus on the playoffs, so maybe that was why 
Jonas Corposala was included and Phoenix Copley wasn't. But it was disappointing to not hear from a key member of the LA Kings who was an integral part of the season that they had. Um, so, you know, I'm not sure how they decide on that. But again, it was disappointing. I would have loved to have heard some questions from Phoenix Copley, uh, some answers from Phoenix Copley um, about the season that he had. Because again, it was so unexpected. It was such a great story. And plus, we don't really hear from Phoenix Copley very often. He's not a guy who does a ton of interviews. Now, I did find a rare Copley interview on the internet. This is from back in February. He was on the Athletic Hockey Show. Uh, you can find it on YouTube. Uh, and he was pretty much what you would expect. Pretty quiet, um, very reserved, uh, which I think probably suits a goaltender very well. Can't get too high, can't get too low. Um, you know, you don't, don't want to be emotional playing that position for the most part. Yet clearly, Phoenix Copley does have a bit of a fire that burns under the surface. Um, we do remember the incident in Anaheim this past season where he was clearly more than willing to get into a fight with Ducks goaltender John Gibson before the referees put the kibosh on that. Uh, he also famously got into a fight with Blues goalie Jordan Bennington in their minor league days. But for the most part, Phoenix Copley usually very calm in net, not a lot of movement, very fundamentally sound. And I think that teammates can feed off of that calmness. Now, he did talk in the interview about how he was just hoping to get a chance to earn an NHL contract and how he, you know it wasn't really happening in the Capitals organization where he was. Um, so he was looking for a new place, a new opportunity, and uh, ended up signing with the LA Kings in the offseason. And I clearly remember when it was announced that Phoenix Copley was signed by the LA Kings. I think it was one year, like $800,000. It was about four sentences in a press release. And it, well, I don't even think he was the number one item in the press release. I think it was like number two or number three. There was some other news of the day that the Kings were announcing as well. And I remember talking about this on this show briefly uh, and, and commenting how Phoenix Copley was you know, going to be a veteran backup in Ontario in case of emergency. He would be used at the NHL level if there was an illness or a minor injury to either Jonathan Quick or Cal Peterson. Obviously, I couldn't have dreamt what was to come for Phoenix Copley, and I'm sure he probably couldn't either. Uh, maybe in his dreams, he had hoped an opportunity like this would happen, and clearly, you could tell from that brief interview that he was a guy that if he was ever going to get his opportunity, he was going to be ready for it, and clearly he was with the LA Kings. Now, Phoenix Copley's story, I mentioned, is one of the best in the NHL this season. Again, I had mentioned this before. I really thought he should have been a finalist for the Masterton Trophy, which goes to the player in the NHL who is, you know, is, shows dedication and perseverance to hockey, as well as, oh, by the way, the huge impact Phoenix Copley had on a team that made the playoffs. Um, I know I voted for Phoenix Copley for Kings MVP this season in the media voting. So clearly, um, I thought he had a big impact on the Kings. I don't think there's any question that he was one of the most important pieces for the LA Kings this past season. Looking forward, can Copley duplicate last season for this coming season if he is called upon to be the Kings' number one goalie again? And I don't see why not. We've talked about this before, but he had he did not put up out-of-this-world numbers uh, as far as his save percentage or his goals against average. I would be skeptical if he had put up these amazing numbers that were just not the norm. but. 
that wasn't the case. Um, he was never amazing for the Kings, I don't think, but he was always solid. He gave the Kings a chance to win every game, but he never won a game by himself. He had one shutout this past season, and I honestly can't recall a game where I said afterwards, Phoenix Copley won that game. Yes, he was a part of many Kings wins, but like I said, I don't think he was ever the main reason why the Kings won. I do think he can play that type of role again this coming season if he is called upon, but I also think with his experience and his long road to this point um, that he will be a professional regardless of whatever the role is that the Kings ask him to play, whether it's being the backup or being the number one goaltender because that's been his MO so far in his career. I think the only regret, if you want to call it that, when it comes to Phoenix Copley, was that he was not able to get into a playoff game this postseason. In hindsight, maybe it would have been the better move to see him start in game six against the Oilers to give Edmonton another look, maybe to draw some inspiration. Uh, as we mentioned at the time, you know, the guy that saved the season, maybe he can save the postseason as well. Of course, if Corpusala wins game six and they force a game seven, this wouldn't even be a debate. But for all that Copley did for the Kings this season, it would have been great to see him get rewarded with a playoff start. Uh, will that be a sore spot for him? Will that somehow be motivation for him going into this season? My guess is no. And I'm not saying that he's happy about the way it ended for him. I'm not saying he's okay with not playing in a playoff game. I just, again, from the outside looking in at his demeanor and that the things that he says, he seems like a very calm guy who doesn't get caught up or frustrated in things that he can't control. If he's called on to play, he's going to play. If he isn't, then he's going to support his teammates and do whatever he can to help the team. He's that kind of a guy. Now, I think he will come into this season with the same mindset and philosophy that he did this past year. He's on a one-year contract, $1.5 million, so clearly he wants to earn another contract as well. Um, and, and looking at the way his career has gone, uh, I'm expecting for him to be, again, just the pro that he has been throughout his career. Um, he's a very easy guy to root for, uh, an underdog type of a guy who's finally getting an opportunity. I'm glad he's back with the Kings this coming season. I think that he can be an asset for the Kings in whatever role he's called upon to play because, like I said, he's just kind of a pro's pro. Whatever the case may be, he's willing to do it. A team guy and, uh, by all accounts, uh, a, a guy that is that really is liked by his teammates and did a great job for the LA Kings this past season. We are going to take a look at a recent LA Kings draft pick, tell you uh, what's going on with Jack Hughes, the second round pick in the 2022 NHL draft by the LA Kings. But first, I need to let you know that you may not be aware of it, but the NBA finals are now set. It's the Denver Nuggets against the Miami Heat. It starts on Thursday, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. It's a bonus bet back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to points scored to three-pointers made. Plus, FanDuel even lets you get a chance on uh, your no-sweat first bet and also get a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So again, don't miss on your chance to get that no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in a bonus bet when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel the official sports betting partner of the NBA. 
Well, the NHL draft is now 28 days away, exactly four weeks from today. And we're going to have a lot more NHL draft talk between now and then. As we get closer to this year's draft, we'll focus more on what the Kings might be looking for for specifically in this year's draft. As I mentioned on Tuesday's show, and for your everydayers, you already know this, but if you missed it, go back and check it out. I think you really have to wait about five years to evaluate a player fairly and judge whether he's going to be an NHL player or not, whether he's going to be a hit or a miss. Now, that's a general rule. Uh, There are exceptions. Brant Clark would be an exception to that a guy who was going to be at the NHL and contributing uh, in a shorter window than five years, obviously. Um, But I I think that's a good general rule. But we also, you know, we're going to look at some of the past drafts for the LA Kings, both just kind of in a historical context and for players that have hit and missed with the Kings over the past 10 years or so. Um, But the players who have been drafted in the last four, three, two, one year, uh, we don't want to ignore those players. So over the next few weeks, we're going to be doing some updates on how those players have been performing uh, on their road to hopefully becoming LA Kings. So let's start with forward Jack Hughes, the second round pick, 51st selection overall in 2022, coming out of Northeastern University in Boston. Jack was one of seven players selected by the Kings in 2022, six of them We're in the fourth round or later. We actually talked about this draft in an episode way back when, when I first took over the show, um, because the Kings only had one pick in the first three rounds and it affected their philosophy as far as, you know, maybe how they've conducted themselves in other drafts um, because they didn't have a lot of picks in the front of the draft. They had, you know, back end picks. They kind of took more high risk, high reward types of players that, were probably going to take a little bit longer to develop players that maybe showed great skill, but they were coming off an injury. So that caused them to fall or maybe players that were high on potential because of their size. um, But they needed to grow into being solid NHL prospects. However, that was not the case with Jack Hughes, the first pick of the Kings in round number two. And if you follow the NHL, no, he is not related to the Hughes brothers, Quinn Hughes of the Canucks or Jack Hughes and Luke Hughes, both of the Devils. Uh, the LA Kings' Jack Hughes just uh, is the son of uh, a former NHL agent and now the general manager of the Montreal Canadiens. That would be Kent Hughes. Uh, Jack just finished up his sophomore season at Northwestern, and it looks like his last season with the Huskies. After making the All-East rookie team his freshman year, the six foot, 165-pound sophomore scored five goals with 11 assists in 32 games this season. That's the same number of points he had his freshman year, but in seven fewer games played. Now, he was a minus 14 on the season, which was by far the worst plus minus on the team. And apparently Jack Hughes maybe didn't enjoy all of his time at Northeastern as the 19-year-old has entered the transfer portal after this past season for the Huskies. If you're unfamiliar with college athletics, players can put themselves in the transfer portal and leave to another school without any penalty. Now, that's not always been the case in college sports, regardless of the sport. Um, It wasn't that long ago that if you decided you wanted to transfer to another school, you had to sit out an entire season before you could then play for that school. That's not the case anymore. They've changed the rule recently. We're seeing tons of athletes in all different sports going into the transfer portal if things aren't working out with their school and going to another school and immediately playing. And that will be the case for Jack Hughes, if he in fact does follow through entering the transfer portal and deciding on 
another team. The next time we're likely going to hear from Jack Hughes, other than maybe when we find out what school he's going to eventually go to, would be him showing up at the Kings development camp coming up in July. Um, So I would say some uncertainty right now surrounding Jack Hughes at this point. Had that solid freshman year in college. Didn't really improve numbers-wise for for whatever reason. Uh, Clearly, because he's transferring, wasn't totally happy with something going on with himself or with the team or likely with the coaching staff could have been he wasn't happy with the way he was being used could be he wasn't happy with the amount of ice time he was getting we did mention he played seven fewer games than the previous year I don't know if that was due to an injury or if that was due to a coach's decision uh, for him maybe being benched for some games but either way wasn't happy with what was going on so Jack Hughes entering the transfer portal and will play for a different school next season Um, But again, be interesting to see where he goes and how that will affect his numbers for the upcoming season. But again, Jack Hughes, the Kings second round pick, first player selected in the 2022 draft by the Kings. We'll be keeping an eye on seeing how his career develops over the next year or so. Uh, We have some heartwarming news that stems from an ugly incident involving the Kings from this past postseason. But before we get into that, I want to invite you to check out Locked On NHL. Stanley Cup finals are set and it'll be the Florida Panthers against the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm actually excited about this non-traditional matchup. Good to see some new blood get in there. We're going to have a first-time Stanley Cup winner this season. To keep up to date with all the Stanley Cup playoff action, check out Locked On NHL, your daily show on all things going on in the NHL. That's Locked On NHL, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Remember that ugly incident we had back in the playoffs? There was a young girl, an Oilers fan, who came to Los Angeles for a playoff game, and apparently she unfortunately ended up getting harassed. There was an allegation that someone spit on her. Uh, It turned out to be uh, kind of an ugly incident, but if you also recall, uh, the Kings fans helped to kind of turn it into a more positive story. Uh, It turns out that she is a cancer survivor and has been trying to raise money as part of the Ben Stelter fund. If you don't remember him, he was a young Oilers fan who um, became friends with many of the Oilers players and uh, unfortunately passed away uh, due to cancer. Well, this girl's family tweeted out earlier today, uh, her Twitter account is at simply underscore Cecily. And they uh, tweeted out a screenshot of a donation to their charity for cancer funds And it came from the King's Care Foundation, and it was for over $9,000. That's almost double the largest donation that she had received. Uh, And it was a tweet, obviously, thanking the LA Kings and the King's Care Foundation for what they had done. I know that sometimes when things like this happen, there's an incident that gets headlines, and it's in the news, and it becomes a thing for a week or so. And then it kind of fades away, and people kind of forget about it. So I thought it was very, very cool a cool move by the Kings that these weeks later that they haven't forgotten about this young girl. And I'm I'm assuming they were, you know, using that time to raise funds and making that big donation to her charity and her efforts to raise funds for, for cancer, cancer research, cancer awareness, those types of things. So uh, well done by the Kings care foundation. That was awesome. And, And again, that, that was an awful incident, but it's good to see that, uh, the actions of one or two individuals uh, it doesn't reflect on all of us as Kings fans on the Kings organization. And we've tried our best to turn this into a positive. So uh, that's really all you can do uh, when it's all said and done. Speaking of the Kings Care Foundation, I did see that 
Kings defenseman Mikey Anderson tweeted out something uh, that he's part of a new fundraiser for the Kings Care Foundation, posted a video and said that it was in celebration of his nomination for the King Clancy Award, which is an award that recognizes NHL players' contributions to their communities. Uh, and Mikey said that he was giving out an awesome fan experience for next season. If you're interested in being a part of that fan experience, which it includes meeting Mikey Anderson, uh, you can go to alltrue.com slash Anderson. And let me spell it for you because it is not how it might sound. It's alltrue, A-L-L-T-R-O-O dot com slash Anderson, A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N. And uh, you can sign up for that uh, fan experience with Mikey Anderson and all of the contributions will go to the King's Care Foundation. Uh, as always, we try and keep track about what's going on around the Pacific Division with the teams that the LA Kings are directly in competition with for playoff spots. I did see some news today involving the Seattle Kraken as they signed their general manager, Ron Francis, to a contract extension to remain under contract through the 2026-27 season. Uh, the only GM the team has ever had in their brief history helped to put together a team that was one of the biggest surprises in the NHL, making the playoffs as a wild card and then eliminating the defending Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche in the first round before losing to the Dallas Stars in round number two. Now, you would expect, based on this season, that the Kraken could be in competition for the Kings for a playoff spot again next season, but it will be interesting to see if the Kraken were a one-year wonder or not if their first season, or, or I should say in their first season, obviously they didn't do that well. So this kind of came out of nowhere. We'll, we'll see next year if this past year was a fluke or not, or if the Seattle Kraken will be another team that the Kings will have to contend with for a playoff spot next season. So for you everydayers, those of you that listen and watch every day coming up on tomorrow's show, we are scheduled to be uh, joined by someone representing the Royal Army. It is the official supporters group of the Los Angeles Kings, according to their Twitter bio at LA Royal army. Uh, so we'll see about that. Hopefully that'll come through. We've been playing kind of uh Twitter tag, if you will, in the messages about having somebody to come on for tomorrow's show. So hopefully that'll happen. Uh, and of course on Friday, as always, it's our Kings fan feedback Friday show. Uh, if you want to send an email uh, on that, the email address as always is locked on Eddie at gmail.com. E D D I E locked on Eddie at gmail.com. Again, uh, get those emails in as soon as possible. And you can always leave a comment in the YouTube on the YouTube episodes in the comment sections below as well. Love to get your feedback on anything we've talked about on today's show. Phoenix Copley being the number one goalie. How would you feel if the Kings did go into the season with Phoenix as the number one goalie? Uh, on Tuesday's show, we talked about you know the Kings 2018 draft. If you want to reflect on that, we talked about uh, are you rooting for the former Kings players that are in the Stanley Cup final playing for the Vegas Golden Knights? Uh, if you want uh, to feedback on, on any of those things, again, it's locked on Eddie at gmail.com or leave your comments on the YouTube episodes. We'd also love you to stay interactive with the show by following us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at locked on LA Kings. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you for listening and watching this episode of locked on LA Kings, part of the locked on podcast network. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And as always go Kings go.